My name is Jesse, and I work with small businesses in the government marketplace. You're listening to FedBiz5, where you get informed, get connected, and get results on everything government contracting. We have Frank Krebs today to talk a little bit more about capability statements, a.k.a. corporate resumes. Frank, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks, Jess. No problem. All right. So, Frank, can you tell us why a capability statement is so important? Sure. A quality capability statement is your opportunity to make a positive and lasting first impression. It should be aesthetically pleasing, include some pictures, some graphics, have a little bit of a wow factor, but most importantly, it has to be informative. It should tell the viewer that your business is competent, committed, and competitive in your market. Bottom line, your business is the better choice. Right. That's that's pretty much what you're trying to do. So who is a capability statement geared towards? Well, Jesse, originally it was designed for government, in particular government buyers, contracting officers, but it is equally effective in any business-to-business setting. For example, small businesses who may be looking to subcontract with large firms, looking to partner maybe with other small businesses, it can also be useful with uh, local procurement technical assistance centers, PTAC offices, of which there's 300 across the U.S. And these offices assist small businesses with research and bid opportunities on not just federal, but also state and local agency contracts. And even commercial clients can benefit from receiving a quality capability statement. Excellent. So now we know what a capability statement is and what it consists of. But are there any examples that you, as a former federal contracts officer, know of where these statements have been resulted in companies receiving awards? Yes, Jesse. Uh, Numerous occasions, in fact, because when I did work in federal contracting, we would maintain files of capability statements. We would maintain them by category. So whenever a need arose for a particular type of business, for example, maybe a business that does IT services, maybe a call center, general contractors, even specialty contractors, we could pull up the file, search for a firm or firms that performed the services and provided the products we wanted and reach out to them. We could also award straight to a vendor without going out for bid when the contract value was under the FAR established limit for micro-purchases. That limit's currently set at $10,000, by the way. Oh, wow. Now, this was done to purchase office supplies, maybe equipment, parts, and procure services, say, from plumbers, electricians, etc. So capability statements are very often shared between government contracting officers Hmm. and program managers, between large businesses, Because in many cases, large businesses will come to their contracting officer and say, look, I'm having issues meeting my small business goals. Do you know of any small businesses who may be able to help? And this is what happened quite frequently with me. We would be able to provide these businesses names, contact information for small businesses that met certain requirements that a large business was looking for. And really, from our standpoint and the government, it became a win-win. Frank, is there a time or place where an actual capability statement is not appropriate? No, actually, uh, it can be included in any business email. There's never really a bad time to get your capability statement out there. 
you could use it as a handout. It can be part of a presentation at a meeting or conference. You really want to get your capability statement in as many hands as possible because you never know when it hits the right person's inbox or will reach that right set of hands that will result in the formation of a new relationship and ultimately one of many contracts that should come your way. Right. Get it out there as much as you can. A high-quality cape is a powerful tool, definitely used to make a great first impression. All right, Frank, well, thank you, and I hope to have you on again soon. You got it, Jesse. Have a great day. You too. Take care. This concludes this week's episode of FedBiz 5, where you get informed, get connected, and get results. Today's podcast is sponsored by FedBiz Access, government contracting made simple. Visit them at fedbizaccess.com or contact them at 888-299-4498.